there's no advice on how to meditate properly. No, you just got to sit there with your eyes closed, looking at the back of your eyelids. There's no, there's no advice on how to go run an Ironman. It's tie your fucking shoes and get out the fucking door. We got to think less and we need to do more. What's up? My name is CJ Finley and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's guest is Zach Rance. He is a certified life coach who helps high-income earners reduce stress levels, create better work-life balance, get in better shape, and build better habits that lead to a lifetime of positive change. Having been a reality TV star on Big Brother 16, Zach also knows what it is like to go through the ups and downs of stardom and the mental health struggles that it can lead to. Because of this, Zach spends time befriending and coaching other people who may be struggling with some of the similar problems he has conquered in his past. This conversation was full of a ton of great energy from Zach. He will have you wanting to run through all the obstacles that you are facing in life. Please welcome to the show, Zach Rance. What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode of the Thrive in Life podcast. And I'm very excited for today's conversation with Zach Rance. He is a podcaster, certified life coach, two-time Ironman, and brings a ton of energy to this world. So the next 50 minutes are going to be packed with good energy. But before we get started, I'd love to just ask you, Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well today. Today's been a great day so far. Been super busy, doing a lot of networking, Hitting my micro goals, was on the bike this morning for an hour, uh, had some good food today, feeling super positive, mind's clear, body's feeling good. So uh, I would say it's a 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. And if you're not watching this online on YouTube and you're just listening to this, Zach has a badass pair of glasses on. It makes me feel better because I'm wearing my glasses here today. So we're going to kick this off. A lot of people will talk trash on like the term life coach. Uh, I've done performance coaching myself and like people that don't understand what the purpose of that is will kind of have a negative connotation towards it. So I'd love to give you the opportunity when you mentioned certified life coach, what is it that you define it as? And then who are you actually serving? So somebody else out there that hears this could potentially uh, jive with you. Great question. And I think the first thing I want to say is I even cringe when someone asks me what I do, because I hate saying I'm a life coach. It comes off very narcissistic. It comes off very egotistical. Who the hell, can I curse on this podcast? Yes, yes. Who the fuck am I to say I can coach someone else's life? I don't even know what's best for me, right? Um, you know, I do know what is good for me and what's bad for me, but we're all trying to figure this out. I'm only 32 years old, right? I still have a ton of life ahead of me and not a lot of life in, uh, behind me. So, you know, I cringe when I say the word life coach and it has gotten a very, uh, I guess, negative connotation over the last X amount of years. I didn't even know life coaching was a thing until four years ago. I started my business in 2020 when uh, COVID hit. And sorry, are you, oh, damn it. Are you hearing that like background noise? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Dude, it's Getting hit up, dude. Dude, so. This just makes it real though. I love that. Right, right. People hit me up right now. Um, let me just mute my other monitor over here. I got like four of them, so I don't know which one's going off. But um, you know, it, it does have a very negative connotation for sure. Uh, and uh 
I don't know what's best for other people and they don't know what's best for me, but I see myself and I brand myself as more of a personal growth coach. I'm going to help you double down on personal growth. I'm going to help you pivot your life in a better direction through health, wealth, and happiness. I have no original thoughts. Everything that I've learned, everything that I've applied to my life, everything I've executed on that have yielded great results is what I've learned from other people. I started my personal growth journey six, seven years ago, back when I was 24 years old, and it started from just reading a book by Eckhart Tolle called A New Earth, and I was uh, introduced to this idea that we are not our thoughts, we're the awareness of our thoughts, and that blew my mind, and he would talk a lot about meditation, so I started meditating, and then I read a book called The 5 a.m. Club, so I started waking up at 5 a.m., and then I started to learn about the stock market and real estate investing and just Hitting those micro goals of like waking up early, getting your workout in, meditation, prayer, journaling, gratitude, whatever it is, uh, has brought incredible results to me. And people have seen my personal growth journey over the last seven years on Instagram. Obviously, I was on Big Brother, right? So that's how I got my following as of right now. And, um, you know, seeing the transition that I've made is kind of helped me define my own niche. So I cringe when I say life coach. I, I, I like to say I'm more of a personal growth coach. I love that. And I love that response because a lot of people out there don't understand necessarily like, like when you mention the word personal growth coach, we all grow throughout in our entire lives. So, and we're all being coached throughout our entire lives. Like if you're listening to this, you probably went to school, right? So you have a teacher. I don't like how people attach to the word or the the construct of an identity, so like life coach, the identity of it, rather than the focus of what is it that you're actually bringing to the world. So when you talk about like personal growth coach, what are people struggling with? And not necessarily just people, like what did you struggle with yeah. that you had to overcome that can kind of like work synergistically with anybody else out there that is on that path right now and potentially is trying to overcome some of the similar things that that you have. Absolutely, and I'm gonna answer those questions in reverse order. Um, What was I struggling with? So I was struggling with a severe uh, identity crisis, kind of like dysphoria of uh, who I was because going on Big Brother at 23 years old and coming out with 300,000 plus Instagram followers and news articles being written about me and people, you know, having, commenting on my posts. And, you know, I I had 15 minutes of fame. I was somewhat of a, you know, B-list or D-list celebrity, right? And uh, people were interviewing me for, for, you know, legitimate uh, articles in the newspaper and people were paying me $2,000, $3,000 for meet and greets. And, you know, this was 2014 before Instagram was super, super popular and I was getting paid 2,500, um, you know, whatever it is. Uh, sorry, dude, my freaking, I'm. <laughs> You're good, man. Um, you know, I was getting paid $2,000 for Instagram posts and uh, I thought I was going to be rich and famous forever. I really thought that I had now a sustainable career that was going to bring in $10,000 plus a month and I wasn't going to have to work. I feel like a lot of things in my life came very naturally as far as in school and in sports and friends and things like that. And then when I went on Big Brother and I came off the show with these followers and I came off the show with people paying me money to show up places, I, I didn't expect anything less. And it was very... It, dude, what the Dude, I am so sorry. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I struggled a lot with like who I was. I thought I was famous. I thought I was a celebrity, but I didn't realize I didn't have any talents or skills. 
I wasn't bringing anything of value to the marketplace. Just because I was funny on Big Brother and just because I was stirring up the pot and bringing some drama to the TV show doesn't mean that I'm going to have a career as a reality personality or reality star, whatever term you want to call it. So I struggled a lot when the next season came on. I was on Big Brother 16 and then when Big Brother 17 came on and the new cast was publicized to the world, no one cared about Zach. Zack Attack, they called me. No one cared about Zack Attack anymore. They were looking at the new cast. No one was hitting me up for mean greets anymore. They wanted the new cast. No one was asking me to post, you know, fit tea and, and smile sciences. They were, you know, looking at the new influencers that were on the most recent reality TV show. And I didn't have a backup plan. I, like I said, I thought this was going to be sustainable for the next 30, 40 years. Um, so I struggled a lot with my own identity. You know, it was at a point where, you know, I had people telling me that I can't wear the same clothes twice, you know, because I am seen and people are taking pictures of me and because I'm posting things online, like, you know, you're famous now, Zach. And it was, uh, it was the guy that was on Big Brother. And he said, Zach, you can't wear the same outfit twice anymore. And I was like, wow, you're right. I can't wear the same outfit twice. So I spent all my money on clothes and shoes. You know, I came home to a $30,000 check from being on Big Brother at 23 years old, and I thought that was a lot of money, and I spent it all on alcohol and shoes. And uh, it wasn't until the next season came around, I was 26, 25 years old, uh, I spent all the money I had, I had no more money coming in because the new season was on, and uh, I started to realize that I gotta figure out something fast. So that's how I struggled. That was like where I struggled that kind of led me to on and to start my personal growth journey. Now, this wasn't when the life coaching was born. The life coaching wasn't born until 2020, but I've always been a natural coach. Oh, oh I've always been a good listener. I've always been there to motivate my friends. I've always had had, had willpower and have had uh, the discipline to, you know, get things done on my own. I, growing up, I, you know, I, I had a job at 15. As soon as I went to college, before I bought books, I was looking for a job because I didn't have any money in the bank. And you know, I didn't have a lot of money coming in from scholarships and things like that. So always been very self-reliant and always uh, was capable to, to make things happen. But as far as like to answer your next question of uh, what do people usually come to me for? And uh, the one thing they come to me for isn't usually the most important thing as far as the type of support that they need or want. People usually come to me and say, Zach, you know, I want to run a half marathon or Zach, I want a six pack like you. And then my next question is always the same thing. It's a three-letter word, the, the most powerful word in the English language. It's why. Why do you want a six-pack? Why do you want to run a half marathon? Well, because of X, Y, Z, you know, my girlfriend, she's in law school, and she sees me kind of sitting around. I'm delivering Chinese food right now. And yeah, I work like a, a day job, but it's not something I enjoy doing. Okay, tell me more about that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lost. I'm feeling a little stuck. I don't really know what my next step is, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so let's clearly define what the next step is. Let's clearly define the two, five, you know, six-year vision for you or even the three, nine, 18th-month vision. Um, and it turns into a lot of personal finance coaching. It turns into a lot of uh, mindset coaching. It turns into a lot of, uh, you know, daily habit coaching. What habits are we going to feed? What habits are we going to kill? So it's ironic that when someone comes to me, to solve this problem, there's a laundry list of other problems that are more important. What were some, you mentioned, I love your, what habits, habits are we gonna, habits, <laughs> think of food. <laughs> what habits are we gonna feed and what habits are we gonna kill? 23 year old Zach, when you had that fame, like obviously 
you had some intrinsic motivation to even make it on that show. So I believe you when you say like you were motivated in your youth and it got you to this point. And it's almost like it makes me think of like when Instagram did pop and you have other people that um, let's say like when Reels came out and a lot of people went from nothing to growing a ton. And then same with TikTok is the same way. Um, but the reality of that is like things are always changing. So if you don't have a plan B, if your habits aren't set up even right. for a plan B, then right. you're going to be stuck. So when you were 23, 24, 25 years old, what were some of those habits? You mentioned drinking alcohol. I understand that uh, wholeheartedly. I'm about to be two years sober in August and right. kind of like the negative impact that that has had uh, not only on my life, but other people's lives. Um, but what were, what were some of the mindset stuff that, because I know how much that that plays into literally anything in life and especially you're talking about like personal finance and with that comes discipline but when you think back eight years 10 years ago zach then what were the habits that you were doing that you killed that like don't even exist anymore you can't even associate yeah, with that person that's a great question um there's a lot of uh like activities or exercises that i have in my mind but i think not that i think the answer that i want to the thought pattern I want to articulate on is more of a, I had a habit of complacency. I had a habit of thinking I knew everything. Hmm. I had a habit of believing that there was no new information out there that I didn't already know. I had a habit of arrogance and I had a habit of knowing it all. Whereas now my habit is curiosity. My habit is humility. My habit is operating from a beginner's mindset. I know nothing about real estate. I know nothing about personal finance. I know nothing about Ironman. I know nothing about travel. I know nothing about being a life coach. And because I operate from that beginner's mindset and I embody a lot of humility, I'm able to learn from other people that are doing it better than me. I thought I had everything figured out. That was like, and I know that's not a very specific habit, but you know, it encapsulates where my mindset was at, at 23 years old, you know, having 30,000 in the bank, I thought I was the richest dude in my neighborhood, you know, having 300,000 followers on Instagram, I, I thought I had the best content on social. I wasn't even posting, I was barely posting, con I, I wasn't putting out any good content. You know, if I would have looked at that as an asset, as digital real estate of like, hey, how are we going to become better as a content creator? How am I going to sharpen my skills as someone who's networking on digital? How am I going to package a service or offer and you know sell it at scale? And that those were questions that weren't even in the realm of my mindset possibility. You know, so I think do it was you, that. It was, do it you think somewhat of, yeah, do you think some of it, uh, somewhat of it was just environment? Because I'm a big believer in like, if you took, I feel like if you took that energy that you had, because clearly you have a ton of energy. And I look back on my own life, I've always had this insatiable energy to like be out in the world and meet people and connect and, and do things. But the difference between 10 years ago and now is that my energy is focused in a different arena. And a lot of that is just because like I chose to change my environment and shift my environment. A good question, I think, is if Zach at 23 was hanging around like real estate investors or oh, absolutely. Uh, like, without would your life doubt. look differently? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, it's tough to look back 
and not think that, man, I should have, hindsight's 2020. Like, mm -hmm. if I could go back in time, and it, ironically enough, it was 2014. This is when, you know, stocks and real estate were at, at a discount, 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 man. If I would have just took that $30,000 check and invested it in Apple stock, yep. like, it would be worth <laughs> millions. It, literally, it would be worth over a million dollars. Fact. I think Apple has split twice since then. And, you know, I, Apple, as we all know, is like literally breaching all-time highs as we speak. I think it closed at $189 a share, which is absolutely crazy. Um, it's $3 trillion. I bought in at 70 Dude, I'm amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been stacking over the last six months at 130 yeah, right? So yeah, it's like, good. you know, I'm just, I'm buying, buying, buying. It doesn't really, you know, matter, you know, what you bought it at. It's more of like how long you're going to be in it and how yep. consistent you're going to be. Because you, you buy that. it at 70 but if you sell it at 125 and and you don't get the appreciation over the next 30 years, it's like, you know. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables. To answer your question, yes, environment, I think, plays the biggest impact on this. You're the, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with most. We all know that to be true. So if I was around uh, different people, then I would have definitely seen a different path in my life. Now, having that information in front of me right now, just like you have it in front of you, you know, it's up to us to exercise our free will and proceed accordingly. So who am I rubbing shoulders with today? Who am I breaking bre bread with tomorrow? Like I want to be the poorest you know, uh, uh, least successful, most out of shape person in every single room I'm in. Like that is my goal. I want to be the poorest dude in every single room. So, you know, I have that information now. Everyone that's listening has that information now, you know, assess and audit your environment, you know, be hyper aware of what conversations you're having. You know, this is not black and white. It's not turning it on or off. It's, hey, this is something that, you know, you're going to you're going to have conversations and you're going to have an environment for the rest of your life. So let's optimize, like thrive on life. Let's optimize our environment to thrive on life. Hit the nail on the head. And the beauty of today's world is you can literally just stay in your room and block out everybody around you and change your environment in an instant. You can put YouTube on your TV because we have smart TVs now. So there's never been a better time to connect with people like Zach and change your environment even when you're not necessarily in the physical presence of that person. And this hits home with me talking about this because the conflict I have when I tell people to, to do that is a lot of people uh, just don't have the confidence to take that initial step. So when I think about like my journey, like I've seen you've run my Ironman, uh, you take care of your health and you're always like looking for a fitness challenge. When I was 16, 17 years old, I was like scared to go to the gym. So I know what it's like. I had my dad put a gym in my basement so that I could learn myself and then Eventually, I went to the gym and realized it was one of the best places on planet Earth to be, and I don't know why I was scared in the first place. Yeah. So what is your advice to that person that's just looking to gain like their first ounce of confidence yeah. to enter a new environment, whether it's physically or yeah. you've mentioned on your content before how you're like, you'll shoot people DMs, even just like me. Like You got oh, here because you just set a cold, cold DM, day. right? So like, how does somebody go from like maybe yeah. they're at their corporate desk, they're kind of down on themselves, and they just right. need an ounce of energy and an ounce of confidence to just get over that hump of that first step. Yeah, what would you tell that person? It's a great question, and it's a question that we all are, uh, are trying to find the answer to. And, and it's people like you and I that you know, have gained a little bit of clarity on, on what the solution is. And it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg. You know, you need to start to get that confidence, but you also need that confidence to start. So there's no advice on how to meditate properly. No, you just got to sit there with your eyes closed, looking at the back of your eyelids. There's no, there's no advice on how to go run an Ironman. It's tie your fucking shoes and get out the fucking door. 
right? It's like, we got to think less and we need to do more. So it's, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? How do you, your question was, how do you build that confidence to start these things? How do you, where do you gain that confidence to take that risk? There's no advice, guys. There's zero advice out there. You just got to do it and do it right here, right now with what you got from where you're at. You know, when you started the podcast, when I started the podcast, when, you know, you started your journey, when I started my journey, like we didn't know shit. And we still don't really know shit, but we've learned a lot over time, you know, and we've shortened the learning curve by reaching out to other people that are doing it better than us. So, you know, I, as much as I would love to give you a highly articulated, thoughtful, deep answer to, you know, how do you make that happen? Where do you get that confidence? It's a lot simpler than, than, than me thinking. It's, it's, it's just think less and do more. Yeah. Take one, take one action. What is one action that you can take? And to your point of like, we don't know shit, like where I want to go, I am like one, one thousandth of the way there. So for me to understand how to get there, I'm not even thinking about like the thousandth step. I'm just thinking about number two and who is already on number two. So your point earlier of like learning from those people. Uh, I love to shift gears here because one of the things that I liked most about doing some background research on you and, and looking into the things that you're interested in, the people that you're helping is your marathon Ironman journey and how, how you kind of like went about that. So February 14, 2021, you ran your first marathon. And then in April, it was the first half mar uh, half Ironman. And then a month later, your first Ironman. And what struck me because it relates us is your first, uh, half Ironman, you finished very badly oh. and like terribly well uh, across the finish line yeah, yeah. and I, I think it was like you were like 1200th out of like 1220 <laughs> like very bad but i i loved it because one month later you didn't just go sign up for another half iron man you did a full iron yeah. man after well, finishing terribly in a half and uh -huh. it reminds me when i did high rocks first i finished in an hour and 44 minutes which now i could do um like 40 minutes faster than that uh, since 2020. So it, it was kind of around the same time where I found this love for this other sport and I did absolutely terrible at it. And I know my story of like, okay, I did terrible. Why did I do it again? But I'd love to know yours of what kept you motivated, even though when you looked up at the scoreboard, you're like, wow, I signed up for this thing and I did horrendous, but I'm going to do it again in one month later. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. I love that, uh, that you brought all that up. I haven't thought about that in so long. So you're really jogging back a lot of memories for me. I really appreciate that. Um, dude, my, my Ironman journey, I, I could talk about it for hours, but to really just lay it all out there so everyone can get context of how all that happened and to answer your question, I did all this in a simple way uh, to protect the brand. Like if I'm going to be a coach, if I'm going to promote and talk about health, you know, I, I don't want to just be posting workout videos. It's no, an honest I wanna, answer. I, wanna, I love this answer. You know what I mean? Like I, I got, dude, I got to prove to the people that are following me that I'm telling, you know, that I'm speaking about physical health to that I am accomplishing elite level physical challenges, you know, and, and, and it doesn't stop at Ironman. You know, there's a ton of other things I, you know, I'm thinking about and, and visualizing in the future because Ironman now, you know, listen guys. You know, I'm gonna be honest, like my mindset when it comes to Iron Man is Iron Man is for pussies. 
You know, so why are you still doing it, Zach? Well, this is the baseline. This is my bare minimum. Like being able to run a sub 14 Ironman, that is my bare minimum. Being able to run a sub four hour marathon, that is my bare minimum. Being able to do 100 pushups in one set, that is my bare minimum. Like that is my bare minimum because we, you and I have high standards for ourselves. That That's just like how we operate. That's who we are at our core, right? So backing up a couple steps, uh, I had a client who at the time, his main goal was to run a sub eight minute mile. Okay, so I'm like, dude, you could do that right now. What do you mean that's your goal? I mean, you're in decent shape. You're not obese. Like, dude, you can run a sub eight minute mile right now. He's like, Zach, no way. No way I could do that. I think my best is like, you know, 840. I'm like, dude, you could do that right now. I'm like, how do you feel in this moment? When was the last time you've eaten? He goes, I don't know. I think I ate like three hours ago. I said, okay, well, if you, you know, had to run right now, would you be able to, you know, run? Yeah, I could probably run. I said, all right, tie your shoes, stretch out. I'm going to call you back in 15 minutes and we're going to run together over the phone. And I'm going to show you that you can do a sub eight minute mile right now. You don't even need my help. He's like, dude, how am I going to do that? I said, look, if there was a, a, a suitcase or a box of a million dollars, okay, at the finish line and all you had to do was run a sub eight minute mile, do you think you'd be able to do it? He said, I mean, if you put it like that, yeah. I said, okay. So let's like intentionally put that conscious thought into our head. You know, energy is not physical. Yeah, we can talk about calories and things like that, but dude, we get energy just from fucking thoughts. Like if, if, there was a, if there was a burglar in my house coming to kill me, I would somehow be able to do black belt jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like when our, when our lives are on the line or, you know, some people, you know, pain and pleasure are, are our two pain points in life. It's like, we're either doing something to, to, to feel good, to gain something, or we're completely aversion from something. We gotta get away from the burglar. We gotta, you know, fight or flight. Same fucking thing, right? So he ties his shoes. We run the, the, the mile. I personally, I didn't tell him this, but I was trying to see what I can run too. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm sub six is bare, bare minimum. So anyway, I ran a six minute mile. He came in at like 801, 802. Like he missed it by a hair, right? He's like, dude, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. You know, even though I didn't hit eight minutes, that was amazing. You're so right. I could do so much more than I realized. I was like, amazing, right? Obviously I felt good about myself. I was like, yes, like, you know, this coaching shit is powerful, dude. Like, you know, I, I, I helped him already accomplish this goal in fucking 15 minutes. Um, and then as I'm driving home, I'm like, all right, what did I learn from that? Right? Like, what did I learn that I didn't already know? I was like, all right, you know, I, I haven't really, this was like mid COVID. I was like, I haven't really ran at all. You know, and I sub six minute mile, that's, that's pretty good. It's not elite, but that's pretty good. I was like, what's the craziest thing I can do that I can train for? I didn't even know what Ironman was. I go on the internet and I type in, yeah, that kid you not. It gets crazier. The story gets better. I, the, 20 minutes after I did this run, I go to my computer in the corner of my condo and I type in, crazy endurance race or something like that and iron man pops up i'm like iron man what is this this was literally 2020 i'm like what is this so i go on youtube and i type in iron man and nick bear pops up on my youtube he's the first time i laid go eyes on more nick bear. dude right <laughs> so i see this video of nick bear training for this iron man it was before he did his first iron man this is 2020 i think he was training for florida that year in november and this was like august so he's doing a lot of content around iron man and I'm like, dude, this guy, this fucking guy, dude, that is who I'm competing against, right? I mean, dude, obviously I got nothing on this guy. I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to think I could beat Nick Barrett at anything because I can't. 
But I'm like, this is who I want to be. Like, this is the type of shit I'm trying to do. Um, so literally, I kid you not, right from YouTube of watching five minutes of a Nick Bear video, I go on Ironman.com. I hit races. I was like, all right, what would be a good time for me to do an Ironman? I don't know, four months from now? Perfect. Boom. Sign up for Ironman Tulsa. This is literally from, from running an eight-minute mile with my client in less than one hour... I discovered Ironman and I paid $900 to sign up for an Ironman. I had no idea what gear is involved. I had no idea about nutrition. I had no idea about recovery. I had no idea about any of this shit, right? Signed up for Ironman. Perfect. Next thing I did, went on Instagram, typed in Ironman coach. Five people came up, scheduled the free calls with all of them, ended up working with this guy named Philip. Great guy. He became my Ironman coach. So within... Six hours, I'm now registered for the Ironman, I have a coach, I have a date on the calendar, and uh, had a call with him. He's like, dude, you need to buy a Garmin, you need to buy a smart trainer, um, and whatever. So I did all that, and I just, massive action, but more so the massive action, urgency. Right here, right now. Like, I don't dip my toes in and feel the temperature. Fucking jump in. And let me tell you something, nine out of 10 times, that bites me in the ass. I'm not going to sit here and say you should jump in on everything. That's my style in business. That's my style with podcasts. That's my style with things. But the one out of 10 times when it works, it fucking kills all the, the nine failures by far. So that's kind of how the Ironman started. And ironically enough, you know, COVID was obviously rampant, you know, Q4 of 2021. Um, and, you know, the, the half Ironman was supposed to be in December. It got pushed to April of the next year. Uh, did terrible in the half Ironman. And uh, the next month was my full. I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this. And, you know, somehow I ended up pulling out a 16-hour, 20-minute Ironman by the skin of my teeth. One of the best days of my life. Um, and now it's, it, it is the baseline. It is the bare minimum of who I am physically. I'm an Ironman and you know, you're only as good as your last Ironman. And the last Ironman I did was in Barcelona and I got DQ'd. I got DQ'd. So it's like right now I'm not an Ironman. So I, you know, and it's more motivation. I feel like I had to be humbled a little bit because, uh, you know, Ironman shouldn't that's, be. That's easy. life. Peaks that's and life. valleys. That's peaks and valleys. Uh, how many people do you know of that? Did you inspire anybody to go out and do an Ironman after you did yours? I don't think I inspired anyone to do an actual Ironman, but I definitely inspired a ton of people to do marathons. You know, Ironman, dude, it's an expensive sport. It's time consuming. It's not something you can just like do. Now you could just like do a marathon, you know, go run four days a week and pay a hundred bucks to do your local marathon. But um, I don't don't think I've inspired anyone to do an Ironman, but I have inspired dozens of people and have com- helped them complete half Ironmans or excuse me, half marathons and marathons. Yeah. The re- the reason I asked that is like, that's uh, second half of anybody's journey is just like you actually shared it. So I was able to like go and watch kind of like what you went through. And to the point of our environment talk earlier, you are an example of living like what we're preaching because back then you weren't a life coach necessarily yet. You weren't right. This is like when this was culminating. It was when I just launched coaching. It was like yeah, and you yeah. changed your environment because you went and you watched Nick Bear. And this is a call out to anybody listening. It's just like, who's your Nick Bear? Like that's your environment. It's like tune out everybody else out there. And I love the story with your buddy because 
uh, I've never run a marathon, but I've signed up for an ultra in December. So like we're like when I go in, it's like I'm going in like fuck the marathon. Mm -hmm. I'm going right for a 31 mile ultra in the woods. Uh, And then I put out in the world like, hey, does anybody want to run this with me? And one of my good friends uh, that I grew up with that was uh, in my wedding uh, responded and he never ran a marathon either. And he signed up with me. Uh, And I, I share that story only because a lot of people, when you're talking about like gaining the confidence and doing things, um, you don't have to do them alone. And for you, like you didn't necessarily do it alone because you're looking online and on YouTube and it's a great place to learn. So that's where, when you were preparing for Ironman, what did nutrition look like? What did your, your mental toughness look like? Like what were you doing and learning as you were going and tweaking? Because like you progressively got better. And then obviously I know from doing these things that like, there's things that you're doing that nobody sees and only Zach can tell us what that looks like because anybody else out there that wants to sign up for one of these things and has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Cause I want to inspire somebody maybe to sign up for that marathon or half marathon or half Ironman, Ironman. Uh, what does it take outside of the, the physical training? Yeah. I think what helped me the most looking back on it, and I've never thought about it like that, of like where my mindset was at, what I had to be more intentional about, what were some of my weaknesses that I had to uh, bring up the bottom line, but it was just making it the most important thing. I think it was making my Ironman training my most important thing. My work, my food, my relationships, my fun in my personal life would come second to making sure I got my two hour bike ride in would come second to making sure I'm in the pool for 40 minutes swimming 2000 yards. So keeping that the most important thing, ironically enough, my business went up, my relationships went up, my energy levels went up, right? So it's like, what's your one thing? What's your most important thing? That if you do that one thing, if you do that most important thing, there's a book about it, but written by Gary Keller. Uh, he, he's, he grew Keller Williams, which is now the number one brokerage in the, I think in the world by um, agent size, not by volume of sales, but like agent size. He wrote a book called The One Thing. What is your one thing that if you do that one thing, not only will you have a productive day and win the day and continue to create traction and push the envelope forward in the most important thing for you, but it also, ironically enough, other areas of your life start scaling up. So I think that was it. It was just like making it the most important thing. And serendipitously enough, we were, you know, on lockdown and I live in Florida. So, you know, there wasn't much of a lockdown down here, but, uh, you know, mentally it was like, all right, you know, no one's really working. It's a good time to just like run 15 miles today. You know, it also is so funny. It's like kind of manifested in the way that before I did the Ironman and before I knew about Ironman, I posted on my Facebook, like thinking about running a marathon, like, anyone that got me any advice for me, whatever. And I had a couple people reach out, but I was like, you know what? Fuck this person's advice. Fuck this person's advice. I am going to tie my shoes and I'm just going to start running east. And the beach is like, you know, 10 miles east. Let me see if I can make it to the beach. So, you know, again, kind of just bringing back the mindset of just like urgency right here, right now with what I got from where I'm at. You know, I think a lot of people, they, they, they think too much. It's so, oh, I got to do a marathon. Okay, so what type of shoes should I buy? does not matter what type of shoes you wear. It does not matter what type of shoes you wear for your marathon. Just tie them, the ones you have on your feet, go see if you can run for an hour straight. So that, that's what I think the answer to your question is. I know it's kind of long-winded, but it was just making it the most important thing. I didn't know, any, I didn't know much about nutrition. 
know, I knew what to, to, to not eat. I knew what to avoid, things like that. I didn't know much about recovery. I, I didn't know what, you know, a, a massage gun was or like, you know, uh, whatever. So that's kind of what it was. Just making it the most important thing. Yeah, where, where your mind goes, energy flows. And if you put your mind to the Ironman or another hard challenge and you're focused on what is going to help you with that challenge, the reality is, like, especially for Ironman or any other endurance sports, to endure in those specific arenas is going to help you throughout everyday life, no matter what you're doing. And you have this quote on your website, I make the most progress in my life when I set a huge unattainable goal because those unattainable goals force me to take massive action. And those massive actions parlay over into everyday life. And that's where those that haven't necessarily taken that massive action, they don't feel that yet. But once you do it once, it's kind of an addiction because you're like, how do I make an improvement? Like you have a following, you have clients, you have things that other people want. But then Zach has things, Zach wants things that other people have as well. Yeah. And usually that's at the end of discomfort. So right. what are you doing today? What does discomfort look like way. to you today? And what is that unattainable goal today so that yeah. Zach reaches his next level? Yeah. Oh my God. It, yeah. This is a perfect week to be asked that question because I've had a major vision shift, like colossal shift in my perspective of who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish. Obviously high standards, high standards with what I eat, what I do with my time, what I'm doing at a, at a physical level, but what am I doing today? And what are those massive goals today? You know, being a, a life coach and you know, I do have a full roster of clients and I have a high retention rate and I'm helping clients lose weight, reduce their anxiety medication, start businesses, start podcasts, get into real estate, you know, double down on their personal growth journey or start that personal growth journey. And that's great. And I, I, to all my clients that are watching this, you know, you guys know that, you know, we're in this together and, and I am learning so much. The best way to learn is to teach, right? But I am now stepping into a whole new level of coaching. I am stepping into an entirely new and scary, very scary price point for myself, okay? $2,500 for 12 30-minute sessions is the offer. That is the package, okay? If you can't afford the $2,500, you can do $1,500 for six 30-minute sessions. I have four out of 10 clients that resign, and uh, they make a lot of progress. I've worked with over 400 clients. And there's only been one client that's ever asked for their money back and I gave it back to him, no questions. However, today's price is not tomorrow's price. And I am now stepping into this whole new price point where it's $40,000 to work with me. That's who I am. That's who I'm going to become. If I don't find a new client for the next six months, that's completely okay because I am now becoming walking around in my universe as this new price point. I already feel more powerful. I already feel like I can transform our lives. I already feel like I can make a bigger impact on higher quality clients. I'm not saying I'm not taking away any of the quality from the clients I'm working with now, but in order for me to continue to level up and in order for me to not remain complacent, I have to step into this, this new mindset that I now work with, you know, multi, multi millionaires that are trying to help manage their stress levels, create better work-life balance and get in the best shape of their life. 
okay? And that 55-year-old multimillionaire that just got divorced from his wife needs me. He needs this young bull to kick him in the ass and get his shit back on track so he can find a new wife and he could, you know, feel better physically and mentally. And through law of attraction, this natural law of attraction, because I am projecting on a very high frequency, I'm remaining present and I have pure intentions, I wholeheartedly believe with unwavering confidence that that client is going to show up right in front of me at the perfect time. So what are the goals now? Um, you know, I don't really want to come off very like Grant Cardone. I don't want to come off like, like 10x this, 10x that. Because I, I think there are people like Goggins, for example. The guy's a lunatic. You know, am I a fan of Goggins? For sure. Do I think he is like super radical in his mindset? And do I think he's like doing more harm than good to himself? He's making a big impact on the world. And he inspires a lot of this. I've watched just as many Goggins motivation videos as you, if not more, right? Um, but I think, um, I guess I'll get to the point. I'm trying to, uh, you know, I want to fly first class or nothing. I want to I stay in the most expensive hotels everywhere I go or nothing. You know, I want to eat at the, the finest, most expensive restaurants or nothing. I want to, you know, give my mom a $10,000 check on her birthday or nothing. You know, I, I, I want the vision to be huge. And, and it aligns really well with the quote you read on my website, that these massive goals require massive action. Um, so that's kind of like, that is where I'm shifting the mindset, and that is what's right in front of me on my desk today. So how am I going to get there? No fucking idea. No, no idea. What, what, is the, what is the action plan this week to get in front of someone who can afford $40,000 for a life coach? I have no idea. But... I am going to a lot of networking events in the in the next ten days, and I'm you know positioning my content and positioning the things I talk about that that has a message that lands well with a billionaire who's out of shape or that 55 year old dude that just got divorced from his from his wife that has a couple million in the bank. But um, life is short, dude. Life is short. I'm, I'm trying to aim for the stars. And look, if you shoot, I think what is it? You land for the moon, but you you, you shoot for the moon, but you land in the stars or some shit like that. I, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And don't get me wrong, I definitely struggle a lot with my relationship with money. You know, some days I'm like I'm super grateful. You know, I got my beautiful house I live in. I got, I got my dream house, my dream car, my dream girlfriend. I got money in retirement. I I never got to put another dollar in retirement. I'm gonna be straight, right? But uh, thinking bigger. Go bigger, go home. It's human nature. I, you yeah. want more. The yeah. grass is all. Is that good? Does gotta, that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Like pricing is a huge thing, and I want to. I want to reframe it a little bit because if somebody's listening to this and they're maybe either starting out on their coaching coaching journey and just trying to go zero to one. If you ever read P Peter Thiel, great book. But their zero to one might be: I want to go from a hundred dollars to two thousand or twenty five hundred, where Zach was at, right? Or they're in the corporate world and they just don't understand how to reframe what Zach's talking about. So what I want to relay is if you're at a job right now and you're making hundred K, what is that goal to get to 200 K and then, or what are the actions, massive actions that need to take to hit the goal of 200 K or if you're at 50 K and you want to get to hundred or you're at zero and you want to make a business that gets to 10 K per month, it's the same decisions that you need to make. And the decision is I have to decide I am worth this thing. Period. Exactly. Exactly. So 
You have to believe it. You have to believe it yes, to achieve exactly. it. And for for you, one, what made you come to that revelation recently? Because usually for me, it's like, okay, I had the birth of my son. That created that, like, it, I almost think of it like sand. Like you have the wind blowing sand and it uncovers something. So it was always there within me, but it uncovered something that I just couldn't see yet. So as soon as he was born, that wind blows, the sand goes away. And I'm like, oh, this thing that I, I knew I had within me, but now I can see it. Uh-huh. For you, this week, or if it was prior to this week, was there something that happened in your life or yeah. was there something that kind of caused you to take a step back and say, you know what, it's been great where I'm at, but like, this is, this is what I need to step into. Yeah. And, and well said, and just for reference, you know, I have this habit tracker right here, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, and I have a digital copy. I have a digital copy as well. This is just the printed copy. I have it literally in this like laminated sheet and there's a square. You can't tell, but there's a square that's cut out so I could just do, 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 and it stays stays protected. That's awesome. So I track you know, what time I wake up. Did I do my meditation? Did I fast for 16 hours? Did I do 100 push-ups? Did I do 50 crunches? Did I do my Ironman training? Did I do 10 live interviews with real estate clients? Did I reach out to 20 clients I already know? Did I send... I, dude, I send 75 DMs every single day. Like That's how I got on this podcast because every single day I DM five podcasts. Hey, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. Like I am in the trenches too. Like I don't want anyone to think that I am somehow at this point where I never got to you know, reach cold call again. No, I send 75 cold DMs a day. Right? I got 300,000 Instagram followers and I get pretty, I reach 100,000 accounts a month and I'm still in the trenches, like gritty bootstrap in the business, right? So, you know, just to take a step back, this is the habit tracker and I track the uh, uh, 23 habits and I even track, I'll get to the point. So one of these things is collect $2,000 a week in my life coaching business, right? So that is the, every single week I got to collect $2,000. You know, I have 10 clients, you know, eight out of 10 of them pay up front. Two out of th- ones, I, I, I let them do a payment plan, whatever, so on and so forth. And I was like, all right, what do I got to do to collect $2,000 a month? Well, you know, that would be a $100,000 business, 96000 whatever it is, you know, because the vision was work six hours a week yeah. and make 120 grand. That, that, yeah. that is the vision, right? Anyway, time freedom. Time. Yeah, time freedom. So, yeah. and I don't need a lot of money to be happy. I really don't, dude. Like I wear freaking random ass t-shirts. I, I wear Crocs. I, I barely wear shoes. Anyway, so... What do I got to do? I got, well, I got to have one free call a day with a, a ready, willing, and able client. So how do I have one free call a day? Well, I got to reach out to 75 people a day. So I got to send 75 DMs a day. Out of those 75 DMs, 20 of them answer. The other 50 think it's a bot. The other 50, you know, they think it's fake. The 20 people that are just like, oh, that sounds interesting. I say, okay, great. Click this link, schedule a call. Out of those 20 people that get the link, four of them schedule the call. About two of them actually show up. And I'd say, you know, maybe one out of two are ready, willing, and able to move forward. And so out of those 75 DMs, you know, I get one, two new clients a week, $5,000 in contracts, you know, make sure uh, people are actually paying and things like that. Um, so that's, that's how that started. But the question is what I forgot. What was the question again? So you're good, doing a good story of telling the backstory of where your business was at and like what you're, oh, what, what you're doing, happened, right? What, what happened that like made you okay. have like a revelation of like, you need to upgrade. So I've been coaching now for three years and I've worked with 400 plus clients. I make sure I ask my clients every couple weeks, Hey, my man, you paid me $2,500 five weeks ago. Was it worth your money? 
Zach, absolutely not even a question about it. I now have an IRA that I'm putting 50 bucks a week into. I am now running three miles at one time. You know, I'm waking up early. I started my new business. I registered for real estate school. This was 100% worth $2,500, not a doubt in my mind. Awesome, that's great. I had a client who, you know, paid me in full for the year, right? He's uh, lost 60 pounds already, right? He's feeling the best he's ever felt. His confidence is through the roof. His anxiety is non-existent. I ask him every single time, my man, was this worth 10 grand? Oh, by far, not even a question about it. Like, I need to hear that. I need that affirmation. Like, I need to know that my clients are getting their money's worth. And then I'm thinking and I'm like, all right, these people are paying me 2,500 bucks. Every single one of them is believing that they're getting their money's worth. Am I not charging enough? Am I not charging enough here? And this has been like a question I've been thinking for so long, so long. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to get someone to pay 2,500 bucks for coaching. It's gonna be 10 times as hard to try to get $25,000 for coaching. How am I gonna do this? And then, by reaching out to someone I haven't spoken to in a while who's also a life coach, hey my man, how's business going? What are you doing at network? How are you generating leads? What does your offer look like? Hey Zach, I'll call you in 10 minutes. Perfect. So Zach, I recently discovered this coach named Steve Hardison. You know this guy, Steve Hardison? Never heard of him. Dude, go on his website, check him out, blah, 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 blah. I said, all right, great. So I go on this guy's website. And you're gonna like this story too. I go on this guy's website. He discloses, because in the coaching world, it's like, never disclose your prices. Never talk about your price. Listen, I'll, I'll tell my prices and I'm gonna stand on them strong, okay? That's how much it costs, I do not negotiate, right? This guy discloses his prices, $200,000 to work with this life coach. No fucking way this guy's getting 200 grand, right? So I go on the website and he's like not even big on social. Like he's very low key about it, super low key, which is kind of like, you know, you trust it or not, I don't really know. Anyway, he, he discloses his list of clients. I go on these, these people's website, they got their phone numbers above, I just start calling them. Literally like that, I was introduced to this guy in my realm of consciousness in, in one minute, 30 minutes later, I'm literally on the phone with Massive one action. of his clients. Dude. I'm like, dude, his name's, his name's Dr. Aaron. Dr. Aaron, are you really working with Steve Hardison paying him 200 grand? He goes, Zach, I've been flying to his house every other week for the last five years. I've gave him $1 million for coaching. What? Yo, and I'm charging over here 2,500 bucks. Now, do I think I'm as good of a coach as him? It depends when you ask. I believe I am, right? So I'm like, you know what? It's time to level up. It's time to level up and, and to scale in this business, you gotta command more money. You know, I don't wanna do group coaching. Yeah, maybe I'll do group coaching, but like, I like the one-on-one. -on -one. I like having a relationship with the people I'm working with. Um, and I also feel like I can make a bigger impact on uh, higher net worth individuals. So that were like the two things. It was, you know, constantly getting the affirmation from my clients that it's worth the 2,500, it's worth the 10 grand. And then learning about people that are charging 200 grand for coaching. And I have no doubt in my mind that I'm worth $40,000, but I'm afraid, I'm afraid to step into that price point. But having fear uh, is, is mutually exclusive to having courage, meaning I could be afraid to step into this price point, but I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm afraid to go skydiving, but I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm afraid to do an Iron Man, but I'm gonna fucking do it. That's courage. You're, you're, it's okay to be afraid if you have the courage to go through, go through with it anyway. Have you ever read War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? No, should I? Yeah, uh, he talks a lot about this thing it. called resistance and what, you, what we feel is the resistance to go to that 40K. 
If you're feeling resistance, that is damn sure the light that you need to be walking towards. So to wrap that up and because I know you got to get going, Zach, like we'll, we'll wrap on that story where it's just like if you're no matter who you are, whether you're looking for coaching or you're in the corporate world or you're building your business, the resistance is what you have to follow. When you feel that resistance of like if you set a goal and you don't feel resistant towards it. Like, ah, oh, like, I don't know if I could do this or, ah, oh, this is going to suck. I have to wake up at 6 a.m. and run 10 miles. Like, that's the thing to do. That's what's going to get you to that, that next yeah. level. Um, man, this has been an awesome conversation. I look forward to getting to know you a little bit more offline here. But we always end the podcast in a similar way. And the first uh, way is you've already mentioned kind of like what your target client uh, is that you're working with. But if somebody doesn't have the 40K uh, to work with you and still wants to connect with you or maybe learn from you in other ways, I saw that you had some courses and you had some other things that you could give out. What do you have and, and how can they best get in contact with you? So I think the best way is, yeah, and, and for all your followers out here, I mean, it's on my, it's on my website. You can schedule a free 15-minute call with me. I do not charge any money for an introductory call. And even if you don't have 40000 if you don't have $40, you are still more than welcome to schedule that free call. And I'm not going to ask for anything in return. I like helping. I like sharing my message. And I like uh, you know, being accountable to myself. The best way to that. learn is to teach. So you know, it doesn't matter how much money you got. Go to lifecoachzack.com and schedule a free call. And, and that is a ton of value that I can bring to all your listeners today. Lifecoachzack.com. It's Zach with an H lifecoachzack.com and schedule your free call. The podcast is a great resource as well. Like you, man, fellow podcaster, you've been doing the podcast for a couple years. I've been doing the podcast for a couple years. We're 220 episodes deep. I got 30, you know, podcasts on the burner, like ready to be fired out and published. And and I've been doing, I was doing one a week. Now I'm doing two a week. Now I'm doing three a week. So um, I think the podcast is a great resource uh, to learn for free. And and I'm I'm not the best podcaster, but they're, is a lot of value in a lot of the conversations I'm having with people. And uh, I like to stand on and share my opinions on things. Uh, so the podcast is great. And then you can get my book uh, on amazon.com. It's called Live Better Now. It's a guaranteed way for millennials and Gen Z to live better now through health, wealth, and happiness. It is a book of thoughts and uh, practices and exercises that I've learned from other people. You know, it's great, you know, CJ, being able to have conversations with other people opening up a relationship with them and then publishing the conversation to the world. It's like, why would someone not have a podcast? Why would someone have a personal brand and not have a podcast? I have opened up incredible relationships. I think I've had seven New York Times bestselling authors, three Ivy League professors on my podcast. You know, I had Joe DeSena, CEO of Spartan Race, Bill Perkins, John Gordon, Dave Asprey. I mean, the, the list goes on, right? And, um, it's just been great for me to learn from other people. So just like I'm learning from other people, I think your your audience and obviously they're into it because they're following your podcast. Just continue to learn from other people. Like, but um, yeah, you could schedule a free call, lifecoachzack.com. Do it. If you listen to Combo at all, like Zach is a bunch of energy and the worst thing that could happen is you schedule the 15 minute call and then you go off into your day with some energy that's going to bring more light to everybody else around you. Last question we always ask everybody here on the show is if you were to define the word thriving, how would you define it? You know, I I am very rarely at a loss for words, as you can tell, CJ. But the word (laughs) thriving, 
how do I articulate the definition of thriving? Oh my it's not God. easy. That's why I ask it. That's a, that's a, and that is a great word. It's and a you, word that I use often. You know, great SEO, by the way, for you. Yeah, thank you. Great SEO for you, for sure. Damn, the definition of thriving. I mean, thriving is, you know, when all of the values in your life are present as much as possible. Like if your values are, are wealth, you know, you have a lot of money coming in. If your values are relationships, you're, you know, spending a lot of quality time with people you love. I think it's uh, the thriving, the definition of thriving is when your core values are as present in your life as they've ever been. That is the definition. Thriving is when your core values, thriving is when your core values are as present in your life as they've ever been. That is a hell of a, a way to respond to that question. And at Thrive on Life, we started with core values and it's something that I hold near and dear to my heart. So I love hearing that. I just want to thank you again for spending some time sharing your story here today. I know it's going to impact a lot of other people out there. At the end of every show, I kind of give my uh, 15 seconds of what was the most impactful on me and what I thought was really cool to hear. And it was really something simple. Um, like the best way to learn is to teach. And I think you don't need to be on Big Brother. You don't need to have a million dollar a year job. You don't need anything to just help somebody near you. Like if you are a high school student, you can help a middle school student. If you're a college student, you can help a high school student. If you're a young professional, you can help a college student. So on and so forth throughout our lives. There's so many people right around us that we can help. So the thing that I would ask is become the teacher. Take Zach's advice on be selfish to learn. And the best way to do that is to just look selflessly for somebody else to teach something that of value to them. So that's my biggest takeaway here today. Best thing that you can do for us is if you liked Zach's story and you connect with it, share it with somebody that needs to hear it. That's the best thing that you can do for us. And the second best thing that you can do is give us that five-star rating and review because that helps more people see the show, see, see and hear uh, stories like Zach's and then go off into the world and live a better life. This is CJ Finley with the Thrive On Life podcast. Thrive on y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive On Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive On Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.